I'm Candice. And I'm Chris. And we are Plant-Based-ed. Plant <laughs> Woo! Anyways, um, so this is our first podcast, and we decided that this would be a fun little segment for us to do, talking about um, not only what goes on in Toronto, but what happens around the world when it comes to food, nutrition, animal welfare, and the environment. So, um, and our lifestyles as well. Yeah, definitely. So we'll have uh, different segments in this podcast, things like um, Chris is working out and, and what he's obtaining this past week, um, different food that we prepared this week, and our thoughts on the recipes, because I like to do a lot of cooking from cookbooks. Um even different places that we go in the city that may have either vegan options or that are vegan. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, any other, just things well, like any, that. any helpful tips, especially if you're thinking about um, moving towards a vegan-type diet but are worried about how can I do it. Um, you know, we, we've been through it. I've been through it. Um, I've had all the feelings of, like, Oh my God! What is my wife doing to me? Well, um, I, I or thought, going to do to me? Uh, hold on, hold and, on. And um, it's not as scary as people make it out to be. And we want to just give give people encouragement and, and good positive vibes uh, to moving towards a good plant based diet. Definitely. So um, the first thing I wanted to go through was maybe talk about our past and how we got into a vegan slash plant based lifestyle. Uh, just for all of those people out there that either don't know about us or um, want to know our history. So I guess the best place to start is back in 2012. Yeah. Um, my grandmother... Four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. I can't believe it. My grandmother uh, became really ill and we brought her to the hospital and then turned out she had, we're guessing, um, ovarian cancer. And at that stage, they told us um, that they were going to do surgery. And then within a couple of weeks, it just pretty much took over her body. And they told her that they couldn't do anything for her and that she had, was it four months to live? Um, yeah, three or four months to live. And it was awful the way they treated her there and the food they provided. And uh, at the time, we didn't really know any better. So, you know, you're just watching your loved one die. And it, it was it was pretty devastating for me personally because she was practically my primary caregiver growing up for my brother and myself. So I took it relatively hard when she passed away the day after we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, um, going back to work was really difficult. And to help me through it, I found a... Um, cancer documentary and I felt like they didn't do what they could for her and it made me really frustrated and so from that documentary I ended up watching Food Matters which then led me to a so you can look up all these people that I'm talking about or documentaries um, to a person called Chris Carr and she is the founder of Crazy Sexy Cancer um, you can look up more about her and then from there she in in, in a <clears throat> interview she ended up talking about the China study and then from there I ended up getting the audiobook of the China study so I can listen to it while I'm at work and then I I realized oh my god what are we doing this is like 
this has got to change, that this is really... Well, it, it kind of opened both of our eyes Yeah, well, up. hold on, though, I... I, I to... I, Why I am was, I holding on? No, no, but I was just going to point <laughs> out that <laughs> that I, I started listening to the audiobook and wanting to change our lifestyle, and then I wanted you to listen to it because how did you feel when I was telling you that we were going to change our lives so drastically? Well, and, and this is going back to, to that introduction that we had, um, and I wasn't about to say, no, you can't do this, and, and I expect um, everything because, um, you know, in our household, I always look at us as we're going we're to work together and succeed, or if we're working against each other, um, it just is going to lead to failure. So um, because I was working so much, um, because I'm a bit of a workaholic even, um, I, I just looked at it as, well, Candace prepares all the meals anyway. Um, Let's do this. But, um, of course, deep down, you know, you have those feelings of like, oh, my God, all the stuff that I'm used to eating that you're told you're supposed to eat from the time you're, you know, growing up in kindergarten. You have Definitely. to you yeah. have to have your milk so you can grow big and strong and have strong bones, which is so funny because we're both um, lactose intolerant, Chris more so than myself. But mm -hmm. growing up, yeah, that was definitely a stigma that. Oh well, the reason why you're so short and blah 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 is because you don't drink milk. It's like, uh, no, it's because I had to share the womb with my twin brother. You people, <laughs> my God. Um, yeah, and then the other thing is, is um, all through high school, um, I was very much so into athletics and bodybuilding and lifting weights, and um, all the information that you get from there is um, eat more meat, eat more protein, eat all this. You need to have eat all this, all this uh, meat and all this protein. And have your uh, whey protein shakes and all that crap so um, if you want to get big. And um, I got I got fairly decently sized in in high school. But you went on to saying that you even looked fat though. I did look fat when I was fat though. <laughs> but it's like you were force feeding yourself, weren't you? And I was pretty much force feeding myself. Um, but you 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 have all those thoughts, and so you go like how four years ago. So. So I'm 30. I've got 30 years of being told this is what I have to do, and another um, how like 15 years of um, of bodybuilding influences telling me I need all of this meat and I need all of this stuff, and all of a sudden we're making a change that no, you're not going to have any of that anymore. Um, so so um, although I was fine with making a change because it's not like I was around to cook my own food, um, and it's not like I didn't agree with everything. And all the information that Candace was sending me. So, um, so you know, yeah, let's let's do it. I went along with it, and and that was four years ago. And we didn't start out vegan, no, like, fully on right away either. No, um, we started vegetarian, um, and just in our house too. Yeah, and and vegetarian. We did cut out eggs. We cut out milk because uh, both of us are lactose intolerant, so it didn't make any sense. To have milk in our diets anymore and I think the only things that we be okay with eating on occasions is um, cheese and fish yeah um, and uh, so <clears throat> if we went to restaurants we were more inclined to not really care and at that point in time we thought you know what we're happy with this we probably won't go vegan or anything like that because mm -hmm. it's gonna be too difficult is the main thing that we kept telling ourselves 
And um, at just at one point, we j- I just kept watching too many documentaries and too many things that, well, you can't go halfway. If you, you have to do this properly or else almost what's the point? Yeah. You know, you're not really doing yourself any favors. And the main reason why why we went this way to begin with was health purposes. And yeah. and so, um, you know, it just I, I couldn't do it anymore. I, I, I felt guilty eating those things that I knew were bad for me. So eventually I said, you know what? No, we 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 can't go for sushi or, or you know, meat or fish sushi anymore. If we want sushi it has to be vegetables. We can't we can't eat like this anymore. And it did take us a fair bit of time. And I mean, everyone, it goes at their own pace and that's perfectly fine. But I think it took us until um, I think two years. I think it took us two two full years. It yeah, it took us until seeing Cowspiracy, really. Yeah, I think After we so. saw that, we walked out of that film. Um, we saw the screening at Toronto Veg Fest, which is absolutely wonderful. And if you're in Toronto, everyone, you definitely should yeah, go. Yeah, everyone should go. It's in go September. Check that out. Um, but we saw that, and we walked out, and we were like, "We're not eating any animals anymore. We're not supporting an industry that's just destroying our planet." Um, yeah. You know, I want to live more than 20 years type thing. Yeah. Um, so if, if should we talk about Cowspiracy at all? Or should we save that? It, for, it doesn't matter to you, really. Um, because um, funnily enough, we, we supported Cowspiracy. We've got the DVD. Um, we have we, a lot of good we, um, uh, documentaries, actually. We do. And, and we paid for a couple of T-shirts to help support the production yeah. um, and the distribution of it because we feel like it should be shown in schools. It should honestly you, be shown in elementary school. It should be shown again in high school. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix, everyone. So yeah, definitely check it easy out. Easy to check out. Um, Even Forks Over Knives. Watch those two and you're, you'll be set, really. <laughs> but the funny thing for me... Um, was I was wearing my Cowspiracy shirt the other week, and um, I had two people ask about the shirt. One one person we sent to go watch the film, and the other person had seen it and was saying how... Um, this is totally rising anxieties, this one. Yeah, well, that's, they, they, they watched the movie, and he's like, oh, I, I feel bad, but I went out and ate a burger. Um, that After all aside, he saw the movie, what the heck? Yeah, Candace was, is, is, of course, super bummed out about it. I wasn't there to um, hear that, or else I would have freaked out. Yeah, she would have freaked out. But, <laughs> but for me, um, because always the comment is, oh, my God, it's going to be so hard for me to do it. And I always say to people, it's not that hard it's not as hard as you think well that's why we told the one guy the one that we told him to go watch the movie we told him you know start something as simple as meatless mondays as Mm -hmm. much okay as much as i would love people to just quit cold turkey i know it's very difficult and food is very addicting and it's very personal 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 that that yeah (laughs) that um it's very difficult for a lot of people so you know what if if any any little bit of change is better than not doing anything at all and at least being aware of what you're doing yeah like even if it's something like i won't eat a certain um meat product and and we'll have to suggest beef because um and, and we'll talk about this later on in the podcast, but it's like I'm going to cut all beef out of my diet or I'm going to cut all beef and pork out of my diet uh, because they're so impactful, that those those industries are so impactful on the environment. Um, you're doing you're doing the world a big favor by doing that. You're doing your own health a big favor by doing that. Um, and if it means meatless Mondays, um, again, you're doing 
everything a favor, yourself a favor, and you're taking a step in the right direction. That's right. Um, and that's what we want to really push with this as well, is, is going in a positive direction is wonderful. Um, if it means I won't eat eggs anymore um, because they're so high in everything, what am I? Kansas is giving me the hand signals. I, I think we should... Um... I don't know. I feel like we're, we're, we're going on and on now. We're going on and on a little bit about taking our first steps. Um, hopefully that's good enough for our history. Yeah, I think uh, that, so. That pretty much le- leads everything into it. I think we can go a little bit more detailed into it uh, because because I'd like to talk a little bit more about all the stuff that Candace was sending me at the beginning and, and some of the stuff that really pushed me over the edge. Um, but we wanted to talk about some other stuff. Um, well, I mean, we could save that for another podcast. Or which stuff? Or you're saying you want to go into more depth of what? Yeah, I we'll save. We'll save it for our next. Yeah, one. we'll save that because we don't. We don't want to bombard everyone with just talking about ourselves. No, but no. Um, we wanted to talk about a couple of articles. Oh, sure. Okay, so we can up. we can talk about those articles um, now. Let me just turn on my iPad. So the first article that we are going to talk about was in the Washington Post this past week, and it's called Egg Producers Pledge to Stop Grinding Newborn Male Chicks to Death. So if you don't know about that, it's an awful thing that happens. Um, they're pretty much it's a byproduct of the the laying or the egg industry in general because male chicks are pretty much useless to them. Um, yes, it's an awful thing, and it does happen, and I'm sorry that we're talking about that, but it, it is something that a lot of people should know about. Yeah, If, it's, if it it's is something you're going to consume. It's something that's kind of, it's one of the hidden things of, the, of our, our food industry and how horrible it one is. One of, one of the many. One of the many, and, and I mean, everyone, I think everyone, once you find out more and more about factory farming and, and the, um, industrialization of food production... Um, that definitely needs to stop, and and even people who are like, I won't go vegan ever, they all agree with the fact that factory farming needs to stop. And yes, they don't do anything removed. about it. It's just well, it's, it's just so frustrating, really. They'll do stuff like try and grow or grow, try to eat or purchase grass-fed beef. But that's even worse on the I environment. Know, I know. But let's not get into that. We won't right get now. into it. We're focusing on this. Um, the good thing is about this is um, egg producers are saying they're trying to take steps to stop um, basically the uh, the murdering of all of the male chicks. Um, yep. I, I was thinking about this leading into the podcast, and it would be exactly the same, or it is pretty much exactly the same as when in China you could only have two children and everyone wanted boys, and they would just leave the girl babies um, at orphanages. Or um, or they would, they, actually their abortion rate went up once that had happened. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, pretty much the exact same idea. Nobody really exactly sung praises to to China when when that. All right, went all down. right, that doesn't matter. We're um, not talking about China at the very moment, but pretty much. So oh, they're saying. You use that to segue. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, we'll talk about that in a minute, guys. But um, so this is just saying that by 2020, they're hoping to um find an economically feasible or commercially available way of dealing with male chicks. There was a lot of sarcasm in your voice there. Yeah, because I think it's ridiculous. That means that, well, if something comes about by that time, we'll use it, but if it doesn't, then we won't. Yeah, it's... it's the way that, that it's reads It makes me. it really non-committal by then. So they're, they're, they also have new ways of identifying the chicks 
um, once they're fertilized so that the male chicks aren't even going to be born. They'll just crush the eggs instead of, you know, disposing of the newborn baby male chicks. So I guess that's better. I mean, ultimately, I would love it if this does, didn't exist anymore. Um, yeah, that would be ideal. And so Walmart and and McDonald's, it says in here that they're they're switching in the coming years to eggs laid by hens that are not confined to cages because and that's pretty wonderful. Yeah, because cages are about the size of a notebook page. What they yeah. say in this article. If you've seen any images of it it's out there, awful. there it's terrible to see. The conditions that they live in are horrible. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see people moving and taking steps in the right direction. It's nice that people are becoming more aware of this type of thing. Um, it's actually saying, in and the end of this article is pretty much talking about how the United States may be among the first nations to do away with, um, you know, killing of the baby male chicks. And that Germany has pledged to end it by 2017. And, um, yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, country's going in the right direction. Um, big companies like Walmart and uh, McDonald's getting rid of that, or getting getting rid of um, chickens confined to cages is also absolutely wonderful. Well, you know, the whole idea that you're eating, and, well, okay, well, yeah. That you're eating a, a a chicken's period just doesn't yeah. sit well with me. Well, know, I mean, so. and, and all of the um the very questionable um questionable medical studies done to say that eggs are healthy when eggs are oh right incredibly the, um, unhealthy for what for was people. it the cholesterol cholesterol in eggs is just absolutely that. immense. Um, your body doesn't handle it. It doesn't deal with it well. Um, you're basically just just throw the fat on your sides. Yeah, you might as well. You know, get some reverse liposuction done. All right, and then the next article that we're going to talk about, it's in um, a website that I really like called OneGreenPlanet.org, and this one is about what what China's monumental move to cutting meat could mean for the future of the planet. So this was really exciting news for both Candace and myself. And um, China's put new guidelines in, uh, new health guidelines, to reduce the amount of meat that's being um, uh, consumed by their, their population. Um, not only for the, the strain that it's starting to put on their healthcare, um, what would it be, their healthcare industry? Yeah, sure, um, that works. You know, uh, we'll probably get into this more and more as you go but it's it's no no hidden fact that the american diet has produced a number of obese people um over the, what the past five years it's constantly been people are getting fatter people are having more diabetes more heart disease you're hearing stories about kids in elementary school having heart attacks okay but um so and and Kansas is like Chris, you're going on a bit. I I mad really don't like the way you keep going off of the, around. Yeah, can we? The, the actual that, that is actually something we can talk about at a different time. It is. Um. So th then I will talk about this. So Kansas will talk about <laughs> the Chinese. Um. So it's saying meat. that the that the government um is looking at what the meat and dairy is doing to their population since they uh used to not eat the. Um, Western American diet, and that the Netherlands has are, has set dietary guidelines. Even the UK 
now China is following suit and they're saying that they would like to reduce their meat consumption by 50%. Um, and so that right now they, they're eating about two or sorry, 300 grams per day of eggs and whatnot. And they're hoping to reduce it to uh, 200 grams. I don't really know how much of a difference this is really going to make for them, but they're saying it's going to be um, re to reduce the glo global emissions by 1.5%. Um, they also, in this article, go on to talking about, oh, it's my little kitty saying hi, um, that when you break this down, 45% of land worldwide is already occupied by animal agriculture, and 33% is used to grow livestock feed. That is ridiculous. So then they're going on to say here that um, that this one organization, what is it, the Nations Food and Agriculture Organization, FAO, says it's responsible for 14.5% of global greenhouse gases. And then this other organization, which is World Watch Institute, has estimated it could even be 51%. Um, I don't remember the figures, but we've watched um, another uh, talk with a uh, environmentalist, and the number is actually higher than that. The government doesn't want us to know how much this is impacting the environment, because of course, then that means that people would be worried and eat less meat. Heavens forbid that happens. Yeah, so even this article says if cattle were their own nation, they'd be the third third largest GHG emission emitters mm -hmm. after China and the US. So that goes to show you how bad at least um beef consumption is. And I just want people to take a good look at that and take their fingers out of their ears and realize what we're doing to the planet with our choices. So mm -hmm. then they go on to saying in this article that that they're pretty much hoping that, or no, not hoping, but it, it'll reduce, again, their um, what's happening to, to their healthcare system and the obesity in, in China. Because I, I know that, that, um, that, Chinese people don't really like the idea of the, being fat. Yeah, to them, you know, fat is awful. Yeah, it's it's more what they look like instead of their health is more important. But yeah, so it's something that they should definitely think about. So yeah, and and also it says in the article that um, America are generally eating less meat, thirty percent less since nineteen seventy. So that's wonderful. That is good news, yeah. And that everyday food choices that have power to heal our broken system, help improve global health, and pave the way for a truly sustainable future. Well, um, let's see. What's that? Well, innovation in plant protein and even cultured meat is underway. Yeah. So we could just stop there with with um news articles. We're we're thinking of maybe doing two news articles a week and talking about every, them. I thought we'd go every two weeks for our, our podcast. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Candace fine. wants to go every week. We'll see if we can. Um but yeah, no, that's that's all good news and it's good to see that um certain governments are realizing hey, we can make a difference uh for our people by reducing the amounts of animal products that they consume. Um, at the end of the day, if you vote with your dollar and um, and 
and just reduce the amount of, of animal products you eat, um, then the production of them is going to get reduced because people aren't eating the whole time. All right, let's move on to a different segment. I will be the person that goes ding, ding, ding next. <laughs> sure, you do that. So, so um, did you want to talk about what you were able to accomplish in oh, the working my, my out room working today? Out, yes. Or this week? Um, and I just want to introduce or introduce this topic with saying I never worry about the amount of protein that I eat anymore. Um, Neither of us do. Um, you know, more and more articles. We'll probably talk about the China study more, but um, you realize that you don't need as much protein, and I'm realizing it more and more. Um, and and this week, this week I was sick. Um, I was sick on Tuesday. I, I had a, weird a stomach fever. Virus. I had a stomach virus. I threw up. Um, got two workouts in. I did a shoulder workout and I did a leg workout yesterday, last night. Um, and I was stronger again. I went from shoulder pressing. 105 pounds four times um, last week to five times this week. So not a giant improvement, but still an improvement. Um, I had to kind of rush through that workout. And then yesterday, um, I front squatted 165 pounds for five times and then four times. I'm pretty sure I don't have my book with me where I keep track of everything. Um, but stronger again, last week I just did 160 for six and then three. So, um, improving, improving again, um, I'll talk of, I'll, I'll keep it really brief, but my goal now is just to improve five pounds or one rep or whatever amount that I can every week. Um, and if I'm getting better, if I'm, I'm improving, I know I'm going on the right track. Um, if I'm, I'm not, I know I have to make some changes. So, um, I'm thankfully keep going up in weight and, um, I'm looking forward to my next week where I'm hoping I can gain that little bit more. And I'll have more workouts to talk about, hopefully, because I won't be sick. So, um, again, on this diet, I know I'm not lifting a ton of weight yet, but I'm working on my way to it, and I'm not, I'm, I'm improving all the time. Candace so giving me that, that brush through it again. Well, well, because I wanted to, to point out um, that we are, or this week I... Um, was cooking mostly, or not mostly, the, this whole week I was cooking from the uh, Esselstyn uh, Reverse and Prevent. Prevent Heart Disease Cookbook, and it's all about whole food, plant-based, no oil, and I can't stress enough the no oil. Um, yeah, especially for this one. Yeah, so um, <laughs> what he means by that is I, I tend to break out really easily if I have even the smallest amount of oil, and it's just not great for your endothelial cells. Pretty much your blood vessels will love you, and you won't have, let's just say, pustules inside of your arteries oh if my. you don't have any. <laughs> Artery pustules? Well, that's the best way of explaining <laughs> that it. That sounds crazy. You know, I know it seriously. is. I know, so, I know. So, um, uh, so let's see, we, we made a fun, um, taco night mm -hmm. and, and it's their five star rice and beans. Yep. So we had rice which were delicious. And, and I use my pressure cooker and do, um, beans that way. Actually, if you follow me on my Snapchat, candyware, candy with an I, uh, so C A N D I W A R E on there, I snap every day or every night that I make a new dinner, I post that up so that everyone can see what I'm doing. Um, so we did that. I don't know, even know if I can remember all the meals that we had. I also did a rice 
Meat. Rice and broccoli. Yeah, rice, broccoli. Yep, so that one was super delicious. And it's all about the spices you use when, when it really comes down to it. Because I use yeah. things like turmeric, um, uh, let's see, cumin, uh, garlic salts, onion salts, and then just a little bit of cayenne. Shout out to Table Tasty too. Oh yeah, and Table we just Tasty. That up. It's um, delicious. Anyone who has it, it's a no salt flavoring. Yeah, so any sodium issues in your diet, this this flavoring is wonderful. It's pretty much just dried vegetables, right? Yeah, and some, and, other and some nutritional yeast, some which nutritional is great yeast, for you yeah. to get your vitamin B12. Um, so yeah, those were what we made. I think that's all we made. No, we made something else, and now I can't remember for the life of me. Did we? Yeah, I always pick three recipes. Um, we made a soba noodle dish. Oh my god, yes, that I'm was like, amazing! I, I, this is, you know how I, it's kind you of gross how because, I remembered it because he he I threw it he, all up. He was so sick, but yeah, um, I couldn't eat it. In, in that one, on your day, your best friend. So okay, we don't need to tell that. everybody, but um, your best friend with soba noodles is um, vinegar, rice vinegar. Oh my god, and apple yeah. cider vinegar. It just made the dish so amazing with soba. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah. yeah. Very, very good. I don't know. Should so those were our healthy meals yeah, for those the week. Were our healthy meals powering for the us week. up, powering me up so I can Definitely. lift more weights. Lots of carbs. Carb it yes. up. You need the carbs for the energy. That's right. Nothing bums me out when people say things like empty carbs. I'm like, what does that even mean? I don't know. Maybe um, if it's refined, I don't if, know. If you know what that means out there, and podcast land <laughs> message us and let us know. Um, I think it's it's one of the most ridiculous things because that's what gives me my energy to get through the day. And I will say, um, all the time when when we have like huge potato type meals, um, lots of that stuff, I always say to Candace, I'm like, oh my god, I could have lifted forever. <laughs> I'm going and I, I'm I'm lifting tons of weight and I don't even get tired. So uh, it's, it's just fantastically wonderful for me. Well, we'll definitely go into um, the other people that have motivated us this in this way and mm-hmm. um, different doctors out there that we recommend for you to either check out their webinars or things like that or just yes. their, their websites and whatnot and um, more, in, more into why carb-based uh, or high-carb. Um, plant-based diets really is is the lifestyle that we choose mm-hmm. but um yeah i think we just hit the, the 30 minute mark yes, and I, for the first one yeah i think we're figuring it out so. i think this is great um but yeah let us know what you think of our first podcast um please don't forget to give it a like on on either SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes, depending on where we can get this set up. Um, but, yeah, please please don't forget to follow us so you can see our next podcast. And, and again, we're hoping to keep it to um, every two weeks. We're going to try and do this on Sundays. And um, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Yeah. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye.